What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. Alrighty, what's going on, my friends? You are listening to Bolt Brady and his bro. It's the best place to get your sports gambling information. We are so close to football here. Let's welcome in our guy, Bolt. What's up? What is happening? Mm. Uh, I got something new for some of the listeners. I thought we would start off with a 409 today. Yep, and and those of you that don't know, it's the 409 clean it up of the week spray down. (laughs) That is when someone needs to clean it up, and that person this week is Mr. Scott Frost of the Nebraska Cornhuskers, head coach. For those that don't know, they traveled into Dublin, Ireland to take on Northwestern, and Northwestern is bueno. And you know where I'm going with this one. Big Mm. Nebraska loses the ball game. But not only is that a small clean it up, how about this? Okay, so Frost took over for a guy named Bo Bellini. And his record when he was at Nebraska was 67 wins, 27 losses. Big Frost right now, 15 wins, 30 losses. Wow. So put another way, if Frost won his next 50 games in a row, he would still have a worse record than Big Bo Bellini. The days of them dominating are long gone. Uh, Scotty, that's a small clean it up. Yeah, they lost that pipeline of of recruits. I mean, they they used to get Californians and just some studs, Mm. and they struggle now. I think uh, Trev Alberts, maybe, is he the... (laughs) <laughs> the sports uh the, the old middle linebacker yeah i think he runs the sports for nebraska he he brought him but he's like no he's he's still our guy but I mean, this is probably the last year oh if he makes it through the year yeah i mean so the line for that game was 11 and i didn't touch it because uh initially because i didn't know squat about the teams yet and then i was watching it i watched football all day saturday it was legit and i'm like well, Northwestern might win this ball game. Like, they were only down seven, and I go, let me end game this bad boy. I'll take uh, big Northwestern plus 12 and a half at the time. Mm-hmm. Didn't even need the points. No. Did you see there was um, there was a glitch in the stadium for, for getting chow and drinks? In Dublin, Ireland? Yeah, the, the credit card machines went down. No. So they're just, they started giving away chow and beer. <laughs> so everyone's like sweet that's fantastic yeah because you you got a venue that's kind of hosting a sport it's not i mean not that that causes the glitch but they they don't want to look bad so they're like let's just give it to them <laughs> people are like free brews let's tune it till the third quarter cutoff <laughs> but uh today we're here to talk a little bit you wanted to chit about the east the afc east and the nfc east mm-hmm AFC East, home of of many people's Super Bowl favorite. The Bills. Mm -hmm. Jim Christmas. We can't hear enough about that, huh? Nope. One of our buddies, he goes, hey, I'm really going out on a limb here, and I'm taking the Bills in the Super Bowl and Josh Allen to win the MVP. Nice. You're the first one to say that. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. I mean, uh, we can can start it off with the Bills. There's a few things. It's a big change. Uh, I mean, Josh Allen came into this league, and he was a project. He really was. And uh, he turned it around. Yeah. 
Because a, a lot of those young guys, you're just like, this is kind of going the other direction here. They look like they could be done. Right. And, I mean, he's obviously a baller now. The problem is, though, is that his offensive coordinator is gone. And that could be an issue. Brian Dable. He was the offensive coordinator. Now he's the head coach for the Giants. So your NorCal product, Big Ken Dorsey, mm-hmm. is the offensive coordinator. Ken from Northern California, then went to Miami, played quarterback. For one of the best college teams of all time. No kidding. Um, he had Shockey as his tight end. And, and this guy must be a good guy because he just lands in all the best spots. Uh-huh. Um, he did try out in the NFL. That didn't work out. But he was a quarterback coach, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, he's the O coordinator for the Bills now? So anyway, I mean, how's how's that going to work for Josh now that he lost his O coordinator? And- uh, he seems to like Ken, you know, from what he said about him, and he's been around him, so it's not a shock to the system. and It's the same same stuff. Yeah, I think what people don't realize, though, is the Bills actually, they always talk about the offense. They actually have one of the best defenses in the entire NFL. Picked up Big Vaughn Miller. Dude, Big Vaughn, the aging Miller. Um, <laughs> I mean, he wasn't doing squat last year. And then like the last like two or three games, he played well. And they're like, okay, let's give Vaughn some chips to come over here. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean, it was the Cowboys or the Bills were both going to throw some money at him, but he, he went with the better team. Right. So, I mean, the, the defense balls, but, you know, when they played, like, squads that had better offenses, like the Bucks and the Colts, I mean, they gave up over 40 points. And say what you want, but, I mean, when the chips were on the line in the playoffs, when they went to Kansas City, Patty goes, I'm going to win this bad boy. In overtime. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's tough with that rule. You don't get the ball back. So that was out of the offense fans for the Bills. But they, they were looking good there at the end. They sure were. But, uh, I mean, they're probably going to win the AFC East. Okay. So we'll give them the number one spot. The question is, who's going to take second in there? Um, I was just, about the Bills, I was going to say, you got to give props to the, the guys that run the organization now, too. Just the GMs and stuff. Because that's not an easy place to get players to come to. True, very so, true. That's through just the drafting and, and making the trade for like Stefan Diggs and stuff. Like he's doing a good job. That's true. But the Bills Mafia is supposed to be like a super legit uh, fan base. Yeah, I'm just not buying my pad there if I choose to to through the winter. Well, <laughs> you know, I would agree with that. But like Jim Kelly never even moved. Well, yeah. Once you're embraced by by those people, you're they're your people. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, Jim Kelly Ford. Everyone's still buying his G rides or something. Probably does he does he own the car dealerships? No, it just reminds me of John Elway has all those in, in Denver. <laughs> right. I was gonna say John said you need to buy some car dealerships. So, yeah. So, okay, the Bills. We got the Bills numero uno in the AFC East. It says 11.5 wins over under for them mm. is, is the bet. Yeah. That, 11, 11 and six last year. That's a stay away for me. So, in terms of com- coming in second, uh, you know, everyone's, everyone's going to point to Miami just because of what they did and who they picked up and getting the new coach. Uh, and who they picked up, and you mean the big Tyreek, mm. the cheetah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anyone on, you know, social media or Twitter more highlights than any twosome besides Tua and Tyreek. I mean, <laughs> they were showing like one-on-ones, you know, Tyreek versus the cornerback and Tua would throw him like a 30-yard, <laughs> I don't even want to call it a bomb. That practice they're showing these? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
And, dude, listen, I mean, one-on-ones, like, yeah, you better score a touchdown when there's no help. So they're showing all these, like, you know, kind of silly highlights. But, yeah, what's interesting about the Dolphins is their first nine games, okay, their first nine games, the line for every game, plus or minus, doesn't go above three, three three-and-a-half points. Hmm. So their first nine games, basically the – Odds makers are saying are going to be close games, which is which is really interesting. Coin flip, yeah. I mean, so, and then you have the Dolphins. They led the NFL in turnovers last year um, on the positive side, forcing turnovers. One point eight turnovers a game they average. So, you know, that's something you have to factor in. Are they going to be able to do that again? I don't know about that. Right, with the coaching change in the guy before, he's super defensive-oriented. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was his strong suit. Now we're flipping over to the offensive guy coming from the Niners. So uh, they'll be fun to watch, you, you have to hope. Um, and the Patriots, your boy Mac. I don't know what we're going to get this year with, with those new O coordinators. <laughs> well, the, the Patriots, they also lost their O coordinator, Big Josh McDaniel. Like we said, he's gone to the Bronx. Yeah. So now you got... Matt Patricia and Joe Judge. You might recall that name. Joe Judge, head coach of the Giants, came over to the Pats. Uh, both of them are a couple strikeouts as head coaches. <laughs> the Lions and the Giants. Yeah, it's it's hard to do. They but the one thing the Pats did pick up, remember Jabril Peppers. Um, and he's actually coming over from the Giants too. He was the badass that in college played for Michigan. He plays in the secondary. He really plays every position on yeah. defense. No, he's great. Uh, and he was actually initially in the trade for OBJ because he initially got drafted by Cleveland and then the trade to OBJ, he went to the Giants and that's when OBJ came to Cleveland. But last year he had the torn ACL, so that's why you probably haven't heard his name lately, but I'm sure he'll help the Pats quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they switched uh, Devontae Parker. You know, now Tyreek's taking over for Devontae Parker. And they're making a big deal about Devontae coming over from Miami. I mean, he's 6'3, 219. Um, so he's a big receiver, but he literally had the worst separation of any wide receiver last year, meaning he got open the least amount of any receiver. So I don't know how you can be so stoked on that. Uh, right. <laughs> Who's breaking that down? Pro football focus. <laughs> yeah, they are. And, and speaking of Tyreek, he was like in the top seven, as you can imagine. So, I mean, Tua goes from having no separation to some of the best separations. So that should help. Um, but Tua's got a – they've also invested in the offensive line. I mean, I, I you might hear me say this all the time, but, like, the Dolphins' offensive line was 30th in the league last year. Like – I mean, I don't care if Tom Brady's playing behind that O-line. It's not happening. Yeah. You got to have an offensive line. Mm-hmm. Especially with these young QBs, and they, they just get pummeled, and then they're just pointing the fingers at Tua. It's like, dude, give him a chance. Right. So I, I do think that the you know the Dolphins probably will be a lot better. Um, but I do think that the Pats, as usual, have the, the co- coaching advantage. I mean, let's not forget last year the Patriots won seven games in a row. And everyone's like, here goes Billy again. Um, conversely, the Dolphins lost seven in a row. And then they won seven in a row after that, which is kind of nutty. You remember that? Uh huh. I mean, yeah, I just I remember the the Patriots went up to Buffalo for like a a Thursday nighter, 
And I think they just ran. They couldn't. The Bills couldn't stop the run. It was such a boring game. Oh, it was good looking. It was low scoring. I'm like Bill. It was good looking. No, like uh, Mac only did like five or six passes. Uh huh. I mean, it was a Jimmy G game. He didn't have to do squat. <laughs> yeah, you're like, dude, you can't stop the run here. It looked like a high school game. Yeah. Yeah, they're, Mac's not getting a lot of love in preseason here, which it's kind of hard, but they're just – the offense is not looking great. Um, every time I hear Mac, I think uh, Big Lid, our boy, has been getting into the, the baseball card, football <laughs> cards again. <laughs> I guess I guess Mac's rookie's a hot ticket out there. Well, when you told me that, I said, hey – um, can I take some chips on that value going down? Mm. I mean, I don't know why it's up. Uh, and then we have the big New York Jets, J-E-T-S. And you know what's interesting about this squad? There hasn't been one team in the NFL that te- that people have bet more than the Jets to go over their win total. Really? Five and a half, over five and a half wins, most bet total in the entire United States right now. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I mean, people people just are getting fired up for it. I mean, it's maybe because they think their coach is a badass because TV shows him running the stairs so much before the game starts. I mean, that's getting a little old. Have you seen that? No, I haven't seen him. Oh, dude. <laughs> I'm like, what's this have to do with the Jets? And every time they're like, and coach running the stairs before the game. I'm like, Robert Sala? Yeah. Like, we get it. Okay, he likes to stay in shape. Not sure why we show this every game. <laughs> Actually, you have, you have two former Niner assistants in the division now with, with Miami, McDaniel, and then Sala was the D coordinator. Right. I mean, speaking of D coordinator, so the Jets got this guy. Have you heard him? He's a rookie named Sauce Gardner mm-hmm. from Cincinnati. He's 6'3", 200, plays defensive back, and... Do you think first of all, do you think you're a badass when your nickname is Sauce? There used to be those um and one mix hoop tapes. There was a guy hot sauce. <laughs> he crossed you out. <laughs> and uh how about when Sauce they go, Sauce, what number do you want? And he goes, I'll take number one. I mean, when you put number one on the back, you're basically telling everyone that you're a badass. Like you don't see saps wear number one. <laughs> it's just not allowed. So but one thing that I heard and I was like, come on. They said no one ever scored a touchdown on him in college. Hmm. And I'm like, dude, you're telling me like they're down on the ten yard line and someone didn't run a little out on him real quick and they zipped it in on him? I mean, dude. Maybe we need to throw me the jersey for a couple of plays. To score on him? Yeah, to see what we can do on Sauce. <laughs> He's stepping in as a free agent for one game here. <laughs> for one play. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> From one play down the five-yard line. Um, but, I mean, you know, we just go back to big Zach Wills here. I and mean, do we really think this guy's ready to take him to the next level? I mean, if his second stringer... Um, gives us any clue, Big Joe Flack. I mean, this squad is bueno again, right? And how many? I mean, how many games is he going to miss? They, I mean, they were hoping it was like a two to four week timeline that he's back, right? I mean, the thing they have going for him is the offensive line graded out as the eleventh best offensive line last year. So, I mean, that's good for him. Um, but what's really interesting about him is, you know, people are talking about going over their win total of five and a half games, but they're actually their first 10 games. They're underdogs and they're only favored in three games. And all of those games are only two and a half points. So, 
might know what I'm getting at here. Hmm. We'll do a little best better. Let's do it. We're going under on the Jets win total here. Okay. These guys are still garb. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I I think it still needs some time here. And you're still, you're just the one play away from a Zach Wilson scramble in the shoulder or something gets dinged up again. And then uh, Big Joe comes in and Joe's bueno. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. Yeah. I mean, he's been holding the clipboard for a few now. And like he had the neck injury in Denver. Right. He he got lucky. He caught the lightning in the bottle when he was with the Ravens. And when he was with Ray Lewis. Yeah, and you have the defense to lean on. Right. Not in the NY Jets. <laughs> All righty. Before we uh, get back into the NFC East here, uh, each week, you know, we give out hats, Bolt Brady and Bro hats for reviews. Well, since we're getting things started at the beginning of the season, and we know uh, groceries and gas are a total ripoff out there, we're going to pick two reviews, $50 each. So the two reviews out there, you'll each get 50 bones. We'll just Venmo you or PayPal or wherever it may be. I like it. Mm-hmm. So let's jump into the NFC East here, big guy. Which squad would you like to talk about? Wow. Uh, I mean, it's a popular division, um, but a couple of the teams aren't very good. I mean, Dallas is, is your most popular team probably in the... The world of football. All right. We'll start off with Big Dallas. And why don't we start off with Big Zeke Elliott? This guy's incredible. Let's not forget, long ago, Big Jones gave him the six-year, $90 million contract. Ouch. $15 million a year for these stats. 14 carries for 54 yards of ball game. Hmm. That is not cutting it, Zeke. <laughs> no, it's not. And, I mean, the problem is is everyone in the world knows that Pollard, is, his backup, is better than him. Uh, but they're like, well, we gave Zeke the chips. We got we to gotta let him stay in here. Yeah, they, they always lean on like, well, you know, he, he's great, you know, but is he, uh, is he a 25 carry a, a, a game guy? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, and to let you know how much he's getting paid, there's only two guys in the NFL that are getting paid more than him. CMC, Christian McCaff, and Alvin Kamara. That's it. Every other running back in the NFL gets paid less money than Big Zeke. Yep. That is incredible. I mean, he came out of the great uh, the gates looking sweet, and that's because the O-line was probably at their peak. Yes, it was. And he was young, not dinged up, and they were, you know, giving him some nice little gaps to run through, and he's running into the, the soup cup there and feeding himself. <laughs> well, speaking of gaps, this team's got many of them. Uh, and you mentioned the offensive line. That thing's adios because the right tackle took off, um, and got traded, and the left tackle is now hurt. So that's not good no, at all. Amari Cooper, probably their best receiver, at least at the time. Another one. Peace out to the Browns. So the offense right now, oh, and let me add in there, the most penalized team in the NFL. Yeah. I, they had a preseason game. I think they had 17 or something. You're exactly right. And most penalized is just another way of saying the least amount of discipline. You got it. So uh, as you can tell, not very high on this squad at all. I mean, they got Micah Parsons. Guy's a badass. He was defensive rookie player of the year. Great pick. Mm -hmm. And you've got Trayvon Diggs, who had 11 picks, which is just a joke. I mean, you never hear someone get that many. But 
at the same time, he gave up a, over a thousand yards receiving to the guys he was covering because he t- he gambled so much for the pick. Clearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I will say, Trayvon, I did see it. You know, when you were getting interviewed and you had your like little five year old son come up and talk as well, and his kid was such a stud. They were asking him how things are going. He's like. Life is great. I've got lots of love in my life, and everyone's healthy in my life. The little kid said that? Yeah, his son. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> um, so here's the other thing that's going against the Cowboys. They actually forced the most turnovers in the NFL last year. And you know how I say that comes back to the mean. So what would this squad be like if they didn't force that many turnovers? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what it would be. Trouble. Yeah. So it's really interesting. You know, we won't break it down right now, but they play Tommy in the Bucks the first game. They did last year, too. Oh, I, no, they played the Rams, I think, last year. To open it? Yeah. Or maybe, I thought their Thursday opener was maybe Dak and Tom. It was a good game. Okay. Anyway. Dak's, you know, Dak's 29 years old now. I mean, it, it's kind of showtime here, bud. Like, you should be the guy that's in control of all this. Right. Well, you know, he got hurt, right? Yeah. So, I mean, last year, I'm sure early on, he was still kind of loosening that ankle up and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, this is all on him here in terms of accuracy and, and pulling out some wins here without a great O-line and a great running running back in Zeke. Wow. I mean, That's not set enough to be very good right there. I just, you know, his record against the division is pretty good because you can... You typically could pound on a couple of these teams in the past, but we're going to have to see see how the Eagles and uh, the Commanders are like this year. <laughs> and the big Giants. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Which one would you like to dig in there first? I mean, you might as well get the, <laughs> the what are they called? The Commanders? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we'll see if I can remember that name this year, the Commanders. Ooh. I mean, I love Riverboat. You know, I've always liked Ron as the coach. Right. So, but then that now your your guy Wentz is is the QB one here. Yep, big big Wentz. He threw for thirty five hundred yards last year, twenty seven touchdowns, seven picks. Not bad. It's just you know when you need a play to make be made, not sure if Big Wentz is making it. Or can you beat Jacksonville at, uh, to get into the playoffs? That was incredible. I think that's why they sent him packing. You know, they're just like, okay. They're like, you can't even win that ball game, buddy. Mm -mm. Well, the good news for Wentz is he's got a boatload of offensive weapons around him. He's got big big Terry McLaughlin, the wide receiver. McLaurin. And Curtis Samuel, too. So those guys are legit. And my boy Antonio Gibson at running back. And then JT McKenzie as well. So, I mean, all four of those guys can get after it. Mm -hmm. And in case Wentz isn't, you know, getting it done. Riverboat, let's not take very long before you fold your your cards and bring in Heineke, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's been serviceable. Yeah, he balls. I think uh, I think Carolina had him at one point and let him go. I think that's where the Ron relationship goes with him. Oh, is that right? I, I, yeah, I believe so. I just remember he covered for us in the playoffs against Tom. Yeah. It was unreal. Yep. Uh, I'm looking for, I mean, the defensive line is obviously the strength of this squad, and I'm looking to watch big Chase Young again. That guy's legit to watch. I mean, he he needs to be like back in the Roman days. That guy slightly would have been a gladiator. Mm-hmm. He's teeny. Yes. He's weak. He throws people around. He dominates. <laughs> yeah. When they come in, like it's like the first or second year, and they're already kind of thrown around the old linemen. <laughs> yeah. 
Right. There's no ramp up year for them. They're like, <laughs> I got this. No. The uh, the interesting thing about from a betting perspective with uh, the Commanders is not one of their lines currently is above six points one way or another. So another squad that they think is going to be like in games and can't really get separation from from bad teams. Um, and one of the things that scheduling, which is kind of weird, is uh, in back-to-back weeks, they play the Giants with just a bye squeezed in between that. So it's like play the Giants, bye, play the Giants. Hmm. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I mean, I've seen that with the division games. Like, they'll throw them where it's just like within three weeks you play each other twice. I'm so, Dallas is is pinned here at ten and a half wins over under, and the Commanders are seven and a half. Wow, I mean Dallas Dallas is, seems a little high, right? So they'd have to be they'd have to go eleven and six to to cover that. I think they swept the division last year, though. I think that's how they got. They're not going to sweep it this year. I promise you that. I think they were twelve and five, you know, and they they got to where they hosted the Niners. And wow, see ya. These squads are better now. I mean, well, the, yeah, the Eagles. The Eagles are getting better because of my boy Jalen. Does that guy ball? I mean, Jalen. I'll say it again. Maybe the biggest stud maneuver of all time. How he handled the whole Alabama situation with Tua didn't even slow him down. Here he is now in the NFC East, balling, and he's got his boy from Alabama, Devonte Smith, and now. Big A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. And I do mean big. That guy's teeny, 6'1", 225. And he's a little ticked off that, that he didn't get re-signed by, by the team that drafted him. Right. And he's like, that's fine. See you later, Tennessee. I'm going to head over with Jalen and the crew here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing about it is the Eagles, you want to talk about offensive lines. Last year, it graded out the fourth best offensive line. This year, they think it's going to be numero uno. And I don't know if you know this or not, but they actually led the NFL in rushing last year, their rushing attack. Hmm. Um, and one of the reasons is because of my boy Jalen here. That guy's slightly a threat to run it. Yep. Uh, he averaged 221 yards passing. Of course, people are going to knock that just like they knock Lamar. But here's the thing. <clears throat> Show me where you get a guy that's a legit runner and he's an incredible passer, too. That doesn't happen. I mean, mm, off the top of my head, like someone that was kind of there, I guess, would be Steve Young, you know, but Randall Cunningham. He wasn't a great passer, though. <laughs> yeah. And, and Jalen and Lamar are better runner than Steve. So, you know, people are like, oh, well, he's not a great passer. That's because he's a legit runner. I mean, do we ever talk about Tom's running, you know, Brady's? I mean, or Matt Ryan's or these guys? I mean, they're non-existent. Yeah. If you want the mobility, you got to give up a little bit of the accuracy. It's, uh, but, you know, they'd like to have a little bit of both if they can, obviously. Well, let's not forget Jalen's young. I mean, it'll come. Well, we got my boy Minshew waiting in the wings if uh, <laughs> there's a slip-up or an injury. That's right. I forgot. Yep. That's, I, that's a solid backup. I saw um, he did like a, he got like a beat-up RV and cruised the States for a couple weeks after the offseason. This he, summer? Yep. And then he drove it down to Florida at this trainer he works out with. And he's parked it outside, <laughs> lived in it. And the guy's like, he, he was here all summer. He's like, we... He'd wake up, have the coffee and the chow. Then we'd come inside, work out, go outside, throw, back in the gym at night. No way. Yep. Is he just the free spirit or something? Oh, yeah. Does he have the stash still? Uh, he did in the picture, yeah. Um, <laughs> is he a free spirit? Have you seen his payload? 
<laughs> well, I mean, Aaron Rodgers payload too. <laughs> he might be at uh did he ask for for a timeout this week from the squad to go to Burning Man cuz that's going on up, <laughs> up up in Nevada. Right now it is? Yeah. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Um yeah, I forgot about that. I mean, the reason why that's important to have a solid backup is if you did take a team total over and the quarterback goes down, you at least know that there's someone that can, you know, back it up. Mm-hmm. Because he's good. Yeah. No, I like him. You know, and he's he's fun and he's kind of lets it fly. Got that little streak in him. Yeah. Uh, and then we have hmm, the big giants. <laughs> <laughs> Should I get the NFL ticket for these home games? And I do have the NFL ticket, right? I can't, ready to, can't wait to bust that bad boy open. Yeah. It, it was down week one last year. That was a problem. Yeah, I mean, you're telling me you, you got the, the MLB package to, yep. to throw chips on those games. It's yep. Like, yep. Give me the NFL one. <laughs> so we got the big New York Giants and my boy Daniel Jones still I still have got Danny's back here that he's not that bad. I mean, this is his third. You might be the only one. Well, we'll see. This is his third coach and third offensive coordinator. I mean, in a row here. Like, come on. Give Danny some help here. It doesn't help, you know. Um, and his boy Saquon was out. and Or is Saquon not, not going to be like he was those first couple years ever again? Well, that'd be nice to be able to see Saquon. I mean, I think everyone would like to see what he could do here. And again, I mean, they had the 30th worst O-line in the league. So you have a shitty O-line. You keep getting new O coordinator and coaches. And your best running backs out. I mean, what are you supposed to do there? Yeah, you know? I don't know, but I, you know, you probably saw the uh, Jimmy G got held on to by the Niners yesterday. Yes, I did see that. That that's a whole other thing, like the reasoning behind it. Um, I think they can just use him is to get something for him down the road, and and you hear New York thrown out there a lot. It's like totally different division. I I think Jimmy G would be better off running this squad than Daniel. Well, hold on, big guy. Let's see what Daniel does this year because now he's got Dable. You know, Brian Dable, the co- the offensive coordinator from the Bills that we were talking about. So now he's got an offensive-minded coach. I mean, just think about that. Like, if you had a coach and he was defensive-minded, you're like, all right, this is showtime. He's like, let's keep running it. You know, he's not spreading it out. Well, now that should all change. Yeah. I don't know. Daniels, Daniels had some looks here, though. Even in the preseason, they, they weren't really marching the ball very well taking a field goal <laughs> I, I, I don't have high hopes for that. seeing you know right there that that couple w's for dallas off off a squad like this most likely <laughs> well so okay so who do you think's winning this division uh, or just put it in put it in one through four here um if dallas does slip up a little bit I, you're gonna have to go with philly i just i just don't know if jalen's ready to kind of okay so then you're saying the cowboys are number one no I mean, it's between Philly and, and the Eagles. I just don't know if I see Philly winning like 10 or 11 games. Yeah. Okay. So, so again, which one I'm leaning. I'll, I'll take Philly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That was a weird way to get to Philly. It man. was. Well, as I look at it here, I just, I don't, I don't think McCarthy and, and Dak are getting her done. No, McCarthy's almost peace out. I, I think he is after this year. Uh, okay. So you got Eagles, Cowboys. Uh, Commanders, Giants. Okay. I've got Eagles. 
Give me the Giants. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you should take the over for their seven and a half. For the Giants? Over under wins. Yeah, I mean, I think that's all based on just um, if Saquon can stay healthy. If he could stay healthy, I've got confidence. Uh, the one thing I'll give you is you do you got to take a risk like when you're projecting a squad that's going to kind of come out of, of where people don't see him going, you know, and that's... But see, this is why I wouldn't take the over on that. It's because Saquon, he gets injured too much. Yeah. Now, if you could tell me Saquon's going to play the whole season, I would be on it all. I'd totally be on it. But yeah, yeah, and be like a good productive player. Yeah, for sure. He well, makes, if he, he plays the whole season, he'll be productive. That's just how it's going to be. There's a bad rap with him, though, even when he's in there, like his uh, the blocking and picking up all the blitzes and stuff. So, But you know what? That's pretty much standard for any new running back that comes into the league, typically. But see, like Zeke, like Zeke's known for actually being a good blocker in state. Well, you know, we knock Zeke a ton, but we always say that he's got a tough, tough dome. Yeah, his head. I would not want to go head to head with that guy. Mm -mm. He can lay a little thunder. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Coming out, coming out of the bar, you don't want to chat with Big Zeke. <laughs> no, now he's all tuned up. Yep. So uh, that's what I got for the NFC East there. Okay. I, I do, uh, before you wrap it up, though, I do have a best bet. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah? Well, uh, the preseason is now over with. Um, yeah, they only do the three now, so... Yep, so I know there's some people out there itching to get a little action going, so I thought we'd throw a little college game in for you. Mm-hmm. V-Bud. Yep. So uh, one that's probably going to be off the radar for most people here, Big Houston travels into Texas, San Antonio. Texas, San Antonio, plus four, will take the home dog. Plus Great. four, Texas, San Antonio, best bet. Lock that in. Yep. And then we were uh, we were heading up to the Circa Casino today, but we got thrown a little monkey wrench that the grand opening's not till this evening because we're uh, going to hop in the Circa 1 million. Yep. So I guess we'll be able to give everyone details about that next Tuesday Yep. when we do the next podcast and we'll be able to chit about that. Yeah, they opened up a, a little branch in Reno, so it's a little closer so we can hop on up. Yep, that'll be badass. Okay. Well, that'll do it for our preview shows. Uh, We'll start still coming at you every Tuesday, and we'll have real live action, which will be way better. All righty. All right. Don't forget um, Instagram and Twitter. It's at Bolt Brady Picks. We give you updates and info on the game throughout the week. Bolt throws some uh, day of lines and all that adjustments in there, so check that stuff out. We will catch you guys next week. See ya.